Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of The Spoiled Onion Show. Today, we are reviewing Silence, a movie by Martin Scorsese. Uh, and uh, with me, I have my co-host. Yeah, hey, guys. Joe, yeah, here. That's right. His name is, uh, hey, guys, Joe, here. And uh, <laughs> dude, this week, we are doing the movie. Wait, did I already say that? <laughs> I think you did, yeah. Martin Scorsese's Silence, which just so happens to be... Um, his passion project and uh, i guess it was a film that he was developing for almost a decade from what i understand before actually being able to accomplish it but knowing everything that you know the scope of what he was trying to do with this one i can see why it is that it may have taken that long you know if i was in his position and i am in a similar position but i ain't gonna wait a decade to make a movie um i could understand why it would take as long as as it did for him um but you know this movie is uh, not for the faint of heart, folks. Um, I just came out of watching my own viewing here, and uh, it, I don't think it really wants to pull any punches. It expects that the audience is mature enough to take it for the cinema, as Martin Scorsese would say, um, that it is, and that it's wanting you to understand both the historicity of the conflict in this story as well as um, not trying to manipulate you emotionally so that you understand the genuine nature of it. What do you think, uh, Joseph? Yeah, first, I first mean... First impression. First impression. Well, well, hold on. Let's pause here for station identification and trailer. Ferreira is lost to us. He denounced God in public and surrendered the faith. That's not possible. Father Ferreira risked his life to spread our faith all over Japan. It seems to me that our mission here is more urgent than ever. We must go find Father Ferreira. This is in your hearts, then, both of you? Yes. Then I must trust God has put it down. The moment you set foot in that country, you step into high danger. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say like, uh, was there gonna be a point in which the trailer thing starts playing in? First impression comes in and say, "We warn you, this movie has suffering." <laughs> oh gosh, that's not funny. What? Yeah, that's, you, you know that's, that's a good point funny, though. <laughs> Maybe we should throw that in there, um, like trigger warning. If you know, yeah. it, it's pretty. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I've been doled down so much, but. I didn't even think it was that bad, honestly. It wasn't bad in the sense of, um, it wasn't bad in the sense of gore or something like that. It's not like it was a yeah. horror film or something. I, yeah. I, t I took it very maturely. I think it's very emotional, um, but it's kind of like many other films, kind of like whenever I see something with Holocaust, um, I just have to take it for what it is. And yeah. I know it's not trying to emotionally manipulate me in the normal hollywood sense it's trying to just say hey this is what happens this is what right. happened and uh this is just the reality of this story yeah but i mean if you are squeamish there will be squeamish material in there for you so there there is a decapitation at one point so yeah very well, well executed there's, there's, too there's a, there's, a, there's an awful lot in fact the first shot shows two beheaded heads um, next to one of the Japanese guards. So, oh, really? I didn't catch that. 
yeah, in the sauna spring. I think I missed it my first time too for some reason, just because it's so casually laying there. <laughs> That's um, not funny either. Dang funny, <laughs> dang funny. Hey, are we are we back? <laughs> Is the trailer done yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm so. I'm assuming it's done. It's All right, stuck well, in there somewhere. Well, since we're already jumping into it, um. This movie is two hours and 40 minutes long. Is this the longest movie we are reviewing on this channel? So uh, yeah, I think so far, sure. Yeah, it, it's funny because when I watch it, I know a lot of other people can't handle long movies. I love long movies, but this one didn't feel like it was a long movie. And I think it's because a lot of the scenes where other directors and other films would drag it out, they purposefully spend time in so that you can feel the immersion of the circumstance um and the silence if you will so with all that being said let's go over the general plot um, but listen i'm gonna disagree oh because i did notice how long it was and i was oh you I, did i did and towards the end of the uh -oh. film i was like ah, oh, this needs to end not necessarily really? because it's a bad film i don't think yeah, it yeah. is i i just i, could I see guess we'll saying. get into this later but yeah oh this is gonna be great okay, this is gonna perfect. be great a disagreement well, no, I mean, by that. the way, everybody, we have not talked about this with each other, so a it's lot true. of the reactions, of course, are going to be, this is real. Um, <laughs> so then let's talk about the plot real fast before we uh, dive yes. even deeper into it, right? It, it, there's a lot of different things going on, but I think generally the plot points and the beats are rhyming going on and on because it's trying to show you the hopelessness of the circumstances, so a lot of things repeat. And when you think there's going to be hope, then it repeats again. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just trying to show you the reality of the circumstance. But here we have, at the beginning of a film, uh, Liam Neeson. I, I, I don't... Uh, Sir Francis? Is that his name? Uh, wait, what's his name? No, that's not him at all. He's Ferreira. Francis was the Adam Driver. Liam Neeson's care, Father uh, Ferreira, is in Japan. And his uh, fellow priests and Christians are being persecuted in these saunas. He, this was his uh, last letter back to the Jesuit priests, uh, informing them of his persecution. But some of the traitors uh, told uh, the Jesuit priests that he apostatized, meaning that he gave up the faith. Um, because of this, in response, his two students decided that we ought to go to Japan, both to find him and to be the priests in Japan. That if this is true, then we must go. So they're sent off, and they're, uh, they get a guide. Is it Yachichiro? I believe it's Yachichiro. I might yeah. be mispronouncing that. Yeah. But um, he's the native of Japan. Um, he's introduced as a drunk. But they trust him, and it's paid off with finding the Christians down by the islands, the lower islands. And they're uh, being priests there and reigniting a Christian foundation there. And soon enough, out of suspicions and out of hiding, um, what are they called? They're called the, uh, what is it called? The the, per, the 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 person that seeks them out, what is that called? The Inquisitor, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Japanese Inquisitor um, goes ahead and makes it makes his runs into trying to extinguish any sort of high uh, Christian profiles. Um, so this ends up repeating itself throughout the conflict of this story that we go from one island and then there's another and then that seems to be hopeless or one place gets burnt down and the persecution of the Christians, which end up becoming very brutal. Um, mm -hmm. at, at many different points. But I think where the story re really then takes the dramatic turn is when he does get uh, captured by the Japanese, and I believe he is brought to the, uh, Nagasaki, where um, I don't know if that is supposed to be the capital 
Um, but at least those are that is the headquarters of the main Inquisitor. And mm-hmm. there, they're treating it a little differently because they're trying to change his mind. Um, they admit that the way to get rid of the Christian is to not kill them and turn them into martyrs. It seems as if it only um, empowers all the other followers. Instead, we need to show the apostasy of, of, of the Christians because that demoralizes them to the point for where they don't want to be Christian. So they really, really want to get the priest to, to, to apostatize. Um, this leads to um, the death of other Christians in front of him and guilting him into wanting to submit, as well as the death of his uh, fellow priest who died trying to save the life of one of the Christians who were drowning in the water. Um, this all gets into the big plot twist in which Liam Neeson's character is revealed in which he was residing, uh, I guess it was a Buddhist monastery. I, I'm not sure if that's completely right. the accurate location of what it is, but it's implied that he is um, essentially a funded, I guess you could call it a professor of the Japanese government in order to study astrology and medicine under the Buddhist priests and uh, sharing his methods therein. But all that being said, he does confirm that he apostatized and lays it out to to our main character, Andrew Garfield, about why he feels as if Japan can never um, convert to this faith and that it won't grow. And of course, um, our main character is torn apart because he feels as if you've given up. I'm not like you. You, you, you I can't believe you've done this. And he is absolutely torn apart. Well, in the last moments, um, they're, they're going to do the same thing that they did to Father Ferreira and that these others are suffering under the pit but instead of him apostatizing from suffering from the pit he gives in out of out of pity and guilt um well i should say pity but not really guilt but pity for his fellow fellow christians and um the thing that ends up being the twist is is that jesus and god throughout this entire story has been silent he has not said anything nothing but in this final moment in which they want him to step on I forget the correct term for it, but basically uh, a Christian imagery of basically a Christ image in a block. Um, They want him to step on it. He doesn't want to. He knows that it would be wrong. But Jesus speaks and says, go ahead, step on me. Um, I came to this world to share your pain. Um, You are with me now. I give you permission, essentially. And he does it, falls down and destroys him. And it basically does perhaps irreparable damage to him in a way that he's no longer going to fight the way he has before. Um, and this is perhaps where, as Joseph was talking about earlier, where it may seem like it, it may be going on longer than it needed to, trying to show the post-climax. But that it's implied that Father Ferreira was actually still Christian, but he was suppressing it immensely so that he doesn't suffer anymore. And after Chichiro uh, or Kachichiro returns to him to visit um, our main character, our main priest, the main priest ends up uh, being humbled again into realizing uh, the validity of his faith um, and saying that, Lord, when I, um, I fought against you in your silence, only for Jesus to respond saying that I suffered beside you, I was never silent. And the moral of the story is basically literally said out loud is that even if you were to be silent, my whole life, um, all of my actions and my life um, has spoken of you. Uh, and and that was basically the last, I think that is the last we hear from our main character. And there's a, a Dutch, a Dutch uh, trader, essentially, 
that's narrating the rest, talking about the travels that he had to Japan, asking about this priest that apostatized. Um, and in the very end, when we see the uh, our, our priest, as he's very, very old, um, his wife, which was given to him from the Japanese government, puts something in his hand. And while he's being uh, cremated in the Buddhist fashion, they zoom in on his hands and it shows the crucifix that was given to him by one of the Christians earlier in the film, implying that it was still with him and, it, and that faith remained in a form. And that is the movie Silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit there. Um, so, Joseph, I mean, what are your first impressions when it comes to the overall plot of this film? Mm, well, um... facing all of it. So overall impression, wow, okay. I, I think it's bloated. Um, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Uh, it reminds me of another film I watched a couple months ago, uh, Walk the Line. Oh, yeah? Is, uh, the Johnny Cash biography. Yeah. I, I saw that feel, Yeah, I mean, again, another movie that's good. I just feel like it could have told the same story much quicker. And you yeah. say, well, speed, wouldn't that take away from from the emotionality of it maybe mm. but i think in a sense it might have added to it in a bit i don't know that's that's not for me to say because that film hasn't been made but i just think i personally uh am less attracted to movies that are dramatic and uh, lengthen the drama pound the drama into your head to evoke a response from the viewer yeah and then in the end, they just feel a little bloated for my taste. But then again, that's, that might not be the case for everyone who watches this film. Would you say that is the case for this film? For me, yes. For me, I, I think it just felt slow. It just felt very slow. Yeah. And it felt like it was repeating the same things and the same uh, beats consistently. I mean, you talked about that earlier, how a lot of times it just felt like there was hope and then there was no hope and... and it was almost like there was no culmination to um, to what it was trying to say until the end, which was I thought it wrapped up very well. Mm. Yeah, uh, I just again I think it could have been a shorter film, um, delivered with a little more speed, and yeah. for me that would have uh, that would have made it a little more memorable, um, you know. But then perhaps that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. No, hey, I mean, I, that's that's interesting because I don't know a lot of people who have seen this movie. It's not necessarily yes. a blockbuster hit or something you go see with the family. It's not easily marketable. It's not something you leave the theater doing mm -hmm. a skip to, right? This is sure. This has a very unique purpose, and I'm pretty sure Martin Scorsese knew what that purpose was. This was not supposed to be just a money grabber type of movie that's not what this is supposed to be with that being said it is one of my favorite movies as crazy as that might sound um because i'm not saying joseph's wrong i think there's very specific reasons why it appeals to me but mm -hmm. i can see why to others it's not it's not appealing in the same sense it's appealing to me uh, mostly because of the theological um aspects of the film and what it does to the christian film industry rather than what's in the christian film industry right now we'll get back to well, you know what? Let's touch on it just a little bit. I think mm -hmm. that with what you're saying about the pounding in the dramatic and uh, lingering in certain you know scenes longer and hitting the same beats again and again, it's just like, is that really necessary? I think there's a part of what this film is trying to accomplish, unlike many other Christian films have in the past. It's almost like a revenge, a revenge <laughs> of saying that, look, look, <laughs> mm -hmm. oftentimes in the Christian film industry, things can be about 
Pope and bring about love and a joyful experience out of the film. Um, but we also have to recognize that that was not the general history of Christian society or its uh, religious expansion. That for a very, very long time leading to our modern times, that it was, it was uh, paved with great, great suffering. And suffering not in the sense of people just making fun of you. No, death and torture like crazy. And I don't think a lot of people think about it because Christians tend to win. And when you win... Um, and what I mean by win is, is that they, you know, the military and the governments that the Christians were under eventually do end up becoming a Christian society. And so you don't really talk about the persecutions in, the, in those regards mm -hmm. because the Christians seem to win. But in the case of a place like Japan, that's not its story, is that the Christians did. The Catholics went to Japan. The Jesuits went to Japan. And there were hundreds of thousands of converts, and then all of them were were basically tortured into submission, and the priests were crucified by the hundreds. And you know, it, it's this it's this unique part in I guess Christian history. I, I don't know many others in which it may have been as yeah. explicit as it was here, except for that of the origins of the Christian faith itself. Which is why I think Martin Scorsese was so passionate about this project, is that not many people know about it. Nobody, not I didn't know much about this persecution uh, prior to this movie coming out, and I didn't understand the degree. And even though it's nothing like, let's say, the number of casualties in something like the Holocaust, um, oftentimes we allow numbers to dictate the brutality of a situation. And in this regard, you can see where there was a place and time in which a Christian persecution occurred. It was extremely unjust and sad. And it's not really paid mention to because it's not a part of our Western society. Hmm. And so, yeah, I think that may have been a huge aspect that plays into, frankly, the way this film is shot and what is written in the plot. But the last thing I'll say about the plot, too, is, is that this is based off of a book that was written hmm. by a Japanese man based off of the uh, events from Japanese history from the Jesuits that uh, came to Japan by the same name, Silence. And it was translated to English by a, a Catholic priest. And so, yeah, I don't know how much of that book um, had an influence for this movie immediately, interestingly enough. Yeah, well, that, that remains to be seen by reading the book. <laughs> but yeah, right? I, I will comment on the hopeless nature of the film. Honestly, it, this might not be apparent, maybe for those who know me really well. I really revel in movies that are not your happy ending typical movies right i i don't i really enjoy movies that feel more grounded that feel hopeless at times that that take on this mentality of this isn't a fairy tale the world really does suck at times you know and i'm totally fine with a terrible ending um yeah. a film that comes to mind is the amazing spider-man 2 yeah. i loved well i don't know spoiler i guess but it's pretty <laughs> well. i love that gwen dies Same in that actor. film yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, I love I love that twist. Whereas I think most other people that would watch it uh, would say that was horrible, you know. Uh, but all that to say, this film did not do that for me. In fact, really? uh, when he apostatized, I was so mad. I almost took my laptop and threw it across the room. Yeah, <laughs> I'd been yeah. sitting there for over two hours watching this and i was like all right you better give me a happy ending at this point <laughs> but no no he doesn't and 
uh, I, I don't I don't even know if I can delve into the mental aspects on why it didn't do that for me. But I think there's something to be said. You know, I brought up Walk the Line earlier and I didn't really finish that thought train. I also think Walk the Line is a film that pounds the drama of Johnny Cash's life into your head. And then ultimately it gives you his ending, which is he's happy, he's married to uh, the woman he's in love with, and his career is kind of back on track and everything's good. And whereas I also feel about the same about that film as I did about this film, um, it, that was more satisfying of an ending to a two and a half hour film that was that had nothing but drama than a, this film, which really didn't even have a good ending. <laughs> but you said you kind of like that sometimes. I know, which is don't. weird to me because oh, I really do go for the not fairy tale endings because they're so unique and so rare because consumer culture as a whole yeah. likes to be satisfied, especially at the end of a two hour journey. But yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't feel that way. I think I, I think part of it may be my own personal convictions on on standing for one's beliefs. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think part of it was just when you watch a two hour movie where the guy the protagonist is just constantly being beaten down, you kinda want them to win at the end. <laughs> yeah, something. Something. It doesn't yeah, need to be. Throw a me a bone. Outcome. I think um you make a great point. The first time I saw this film, I was in many ways relieved and well, I was surprised. When I actually, when Jesus, apparent that Jesus, allegedly, but we'll get back to that later. Jesus, <laughs> we'll get to that later because that talks about, uh, we'll get into the controversies and the uh, theories uh, later because I was wondering what people thought about what happened, right? But <laughs> when Jesus actually spoke, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know the movie was going to go in that direction. That's I fair. thought we were just going to keep it very ground level and allow the audience to raise an eyebrow as to whether or not it's just like you know this because frankly it is and it's preached as such the reality that we're not supposed to expect an audible reception from 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 god in traditional christian uh theology that's not Mm -hmm. to say there isn't a response but so many times we're like why can't there be why can't there be a response i want a response this is really messed up you responded to other things in the bible why can't you respond to this right Mm -hmm. um but in that moment when he did, I was blown away, and I think I was so in awe that he actually said anything that I didn't really uh, pick up on what just happened, which is that this entire film, people have died and fought and fought, and Japanese fought, 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 and died um, to not apostatize mm-hmm. in this idea that, no, in the end, it does not matter if all of us must die because what's important is, is that we stand for what is true. And that is the core as to why we even bother doing this in the first place. And if you don't keep up with that, and I'm not saying one cannot be weak, but the idea that he would give up and then keep giving up and keep... I mean, Kichichiro is literally the example of, of frankly, and I think the film tries to say that too, is, is that who is more just that a person who fails greatly once and therefore gives up entirely the fight or the one who fails many times yet chooses to stand again and will continue to stand again and mm. again, yet fail and again. You know, in the book of Proverbs, I believe it is, chapter 7, I think it is, it says, uh, A just man falleth seven times yet riseth again, but a fool rests in iniquity. I guess in the priest's case that they feel as if if they apostatize, that one time that it's just like now my 
you know, this horrible deed was so great that now I, what's the point of even fighting anymore? And I was just like, that was a decision that even though, yes, in that scene, Jesus told him to do it. It's that eyebrow raising, like, I don't know. Hold on a second. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Um, but I Rough. think it, it makes up for it in, in the scene later on when Kichijiro is asking for a confession again and he comes to have the epitome. Um, I guess the priest's name is Sebastian. Um, Rodriguez? Yeah. Uh, uh, Padre Rodriguez who <laughs> comes to realize that, you know, it seems as if the Lord is is most evident, not in the words that he says, but the deeds that are done in the world. And that is made that was made evident to him again through Kichijiro, that no matter how many times he failed, he was still willing to come back. And that inspired in him this idea that I too can still come back. I've acted like a fool. Um, and, but, it's, but he goes, but he still stays in seclusion and he still says what is Christian and what is not. You know, it's like, I, I don't know, right? If I, honestly, if this was a real world scenario, I'd say, <laughs> you lost, you completely lost. So I don't know what, what happened there. It was nice that maybe you may have had the personal belief. But there's so many other things that I personally, if in that circumstance, may have done then end up where you're at. And, and, but I think we also have to accept, and, and we'll leave it at, I guess I'll end my rant at this, is that this, the, the plot specifically pertaining to those characters in the fashion that they are, are not a true story. <laughs> we do not know the, uh, the level of detail as to some of these uh, priests that apostatized in Japan. I think this film and the book tries to give a perspective as to what may have happened to the priests that apostatized in Japan. But the only small things that we know about is like the Dutch trader in his log talking about um, one of the priests in Japan and the apostasy is like, this is strange. I've never seen this before. Why are they like, and most importantly, is like, importantly is that, look, if you failed in your journey of coming here to try to uh, preach to Japan, what are you still doing here? <laughs> like, why would you dare yeah. to work for them Dude, and give listen, them anything? I, I just that I'm irritated. I really am. I'm just like, <laughs> please, please. I, I can't even talk when I'm irritated. It's just like it's like. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. It's just, I, and it, if you're watching this, it doesn't even matter whether you adhere to these Christian ideals. None of it matters because this film is applicable to any belief system you might have. Sure. It's just because it's it's a story about standing up for your beliefs, and mm. and ah, oh, literally, okay. My favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite books is The Crucible, which okay. is very very similar to the story in many ways. Uh, but I'll summarize it in that it follows a protagonist. Don't remember his name. John Proctor. That's it. it follows John Proctor, and basically he he uh, commits adultery. And is put on trial for that. And the the girl he committed adultery with also claims that um, she sees witches or something like that. So bottom line is huh. this guy is put on trial. And they're like, you can get off free uh, if you admit to being a witch. And I'm paraphrasing here because it's been a while since I've, I've read it. I could be wrong. Uh, but at the end of the book, all he has to do is admit this thing, and he's free. So basically, mm -hmm. all he has to do is lie, and he's free. 
but if he tells the truth, he's going to be hung. And you see the his emotional turmoil build throughout the book, and at the end, he screams out. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but basically, he screams out because he has to sign something. That's his way of getting out of it. And he screams, yeah. he screams, you've taken everything else away from me. Believe me, my name. Um, and he he's killed. He he does not he does not hmm. lie to save his life, which yeah. I think is phenomenal, because in that story it shows that this man failed. You know, he committed adultery. He was he was um, a preacher guy. I don't, I don't remember the exact name, but uh, he was supposed to be this example to the community, and he failed. And yeah. it's made to to show that his consequences for his failure are what's happening throughout the book but it's showing that even though he failed you know it's kind of like what you were talking about uh where even though rodriguez failed yeah he could have come back and this guy does come back and that is the point of the crucible that even though we do fail at the end of the day if we still hold true to what we believe in we haven't really failed we've just lost a battle we haven't lost the war yeah and i think what irritates me so much about silence is that he lost the war you know he lost the war in one battle like he was winning every battle before this and he just gave up and then kichichiro yeah yeah he was he was winning and then kichichiro it's just like it's like a fly i want to swap like i just want to like smack this dude down like he doesn't there's no there's not even hesitation when he apostatized he's just like give me that stone as fast as possible let's do this and move on and then he's like Oh, I'm really sorry. I, I know I shouldn't have done it. I'm like, dude, just like shut up, shut up. <laughs> to quote you, <laughs> like, hey, I mean, hey, the the priest said the same thing. He's just like, this guy is not worthy to even be called evil, kind of thing. I mean, I pity him because I understand the type of person he is. It's horrible. What he's supposed to be. He's he is he is weak. Is essentially yes. what it is. He is a weak soul, and that fear genuinely determines his actions not his convictions and it's messed up but it's just like yeah there are some people out there that in fear will be susceptible to anything um and you know there's so many frustrations because of what i understand by the way people i'm going to college now for theology um so it it really opens my mind and it's a beautiful thing understanding all different religions and understanding how cultures think and in this movie it does demonstrate some of the impacts shintoism and buddhism has on the japanese mind Um, Because how they operate philosophically is very different than that of how Christian Europe does. And how they perceive things in reality and nature is very different based on these um, theological and philosophical roots. In Buddhism, um, there's not necessarily or demanded a higher power that if you were to not to deny Buddhism as a philosophy, that somehow something bad would happen to you. That's not really that reality. While at so, and, and I'm not sure about the delicacies of Shintoism. Um, I know it's a multi-god system, but um, in this time, it looks like they have more of an emphasis on the Buddhist um, fashion of operating that the government is. So, when one was to, if one was to deny Buddhism, there is no conflict other than that one is lying to themselves um, within the Buddhist faith, or I shouldn't say faith, the Buddhist mind. Um, while as in Christianity, one's goal is to be in line with whatever it is God wills them to do, and one of them is, is to not deny the Father, right? So it's this idea. You see that debate there between um, Rodriguez and the interpreter about how it's like, 
look <laughs> mm-hmm. right I, I i have to i have to answer to a higher power it is only by denying my flesh and my denying myself is how i i gain peace while as to a buddhist it's like no it's recognizing the flaws of oneself and and not having the attachments that one finds this these peace right and so those different philosophies do contradict in a sense and to japan's um credit the inquisitor is trying to say that look one does not exist with the other without there being some sort of conflict. Now, I don't know what it is that Japan may have experienced that made them to become so um, distinctively hesitant to having a multicultural system. Um, but for whatever reason, they feel as if Christianity is possible of being an offense to their culture. The thing is, is that as, as Rodriguez tries to put it, is that, well... Where we come from, it's supposed to be exclusive. <laughs> and it's kind of messed up in the sense that, yeah, well, we're not telling you to be both Buddhist and Christian. We're telling you to be exclusively Christian, right? Yeah. Um, but their minds don't work in the sense for where it's it's not always about what is immediately true as to what is immediately effective and, and governing the society in whole. And so their minds are completely different positions as to what they're standing for. And, you know, if... Yeah, again, not to go theological about it. Part of me gets frustrated because it's like, I don't remember <laughs> um, that it, within Christian history that persecutions were based on the sense that one was incapable of defending oneself, that we are, yes, to be in submission to the authorities of the, of the land, even if they're going to tax us out of our minds. If they want me to carry their stuff and luggage for a mile, I will go with them too, right? Um, but the idea that if I must deny my God or die, it's like, well, I don't think that's what the Bible would say is, per- you know, that I have to give. Well, in. but here's the thing. All that to say, this isn't, yes, this movie is about Christianity and its struggle in Japan. But I think the message transcends that, you know, this could be about mm-hmm. anything that you hold close to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's cool to focus on that and 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 hone in. But I mean. I think that's why it really irritated me as a whole, because this movie is saying that if I put anything that I believe in, no matter what, whether it's ta- I, what I believe about taxes or government or politics or religion or relationship, whatever the whatever I believe in, yeah. it's, it's saying that sometimes it's good to sacrifice your beliefs for the greater good. It is Ooh. almost, in a yeah. sense, following the Jesuit mentality, which is... The end justifies the means, right? Uh, which is something that they really adhere to. Whereas the end, saving these four lives, justifies the means where he apostatized. And I would say personally, and not to rant or even to preach in a sense, but I would say that no matter what situation, it's better. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I want to say this. I feel like I'm going to get under fire for this, but I'm just going to go for it. It's better to sacrifice the lives and keep to your beliefs than it is to sacrifice your beliefs for the lives. Well, and frankly, frankly, yes. I think you have to, it depends on what how you prioritize that belief. Like saying that, say you like provolone and not cheddar. No, I like cheddar. Right, but we're not talking about something like a preference. We're talking about one's view of reality, right? My yeah. very being. And what you're asking is for me to deny my being. Right. Mm-hmm. Not not even enough for me that my being would not impose upon you. No, that personally I would deny my own being. And mm-hmm. and, and that's well and that's the I thing though. Our beliefs, at least our core beliefs, the reason why we live and why we do the things we do, should be so 
tied into our own soul and our own yeah. self identity that it cannot possibly be ripped from us, right? Yeah. And that's almost in a sense why he Rodriguez there is no there is no point where he comes back to his former way of dogma. Yeah. He because it's almost like his his self identity was ripped away from him. And then, and then at the end of the movie, it's like, well, was it really? And I'm like, look, dude, just shut up. Yeah, already, yeah, yeah. You've like, already you trying destroyed to say? me. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> actually, as an aside, that was, I'm pretty sure that was a wax model of Andrew Garfield. Oh, really? Which was like yeah, insanely I, good. I was yeah, like, wow. It's kind of disturbing, actually. I was like, ugh. Well, like a, ugh. it's cool to see them use practical effects like that. Because it, yeah. it really didn't look CG because of the lighting and whatnot. But anyway, that, I just no. It, it looked cool. like a dead body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what, an think, old dead uh, body. I think they made a fully realistic uh, figure of him, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just Ugh, could you uh, it's being just in a irritating for me. And I know maybe not everyone <laughs> agrees with me, and I'm I'm cool. You know, guys, comment on YouTube and tell me why I'm wrong. But I just I can't yeah. hold to that that way. You know who the real things. you know who the real hero of this story is? Surprisingly. Is Adam Driver's character? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, he's my favorite. <laughs> I, I'm surprised because he was the, actually he was the one who stood true to the end. Yeah, like wow. In fact, willingly, where he didn't have to, uh, gave up his life in hopes of saving another person's. Right? It's yeah. like wow, wow. That's that's because funny enough, he was kind of he was the one a little irritated at the beginning. Well, he but was that's the, the thing. One, like, ugh. It shows, and I think it sets that up because he maybe he's irritated, sure, but he's irritated in a from a practical standpoint right, right? like he's he, just being honest like his his the way he carries out his actions in his life are very thoughtful not emotional whereas i think yeah. rodriguez is the opposite i mean you even see it in the cabin yeah. scene where yeah. uh, adam driver's character is trying to hold him down he's like this you know this is not the signal be smart and he's like too emotionally charged to let these people go um, right. So I, I and, think almost, if I may say, the movie is saying, kind of, I, I don't think overtly, but maybe, maybe subvertly, that the using your mind to think through these things is often a better approach than yeah. just letting your emotions dictate your maneuvers. Yeah, it's that's interesting because you hear, uh, you'll hear the Adam Driver character, um, uh, uh, Father uh, Garpe, I think his name is. Um, or Grupe? Grupe, Grupe, I think yeah, is how it's right. uh, pronounced. Um, yeah, he'll complain about the circumstance. He's just being honest. Complain mm-hmm. about the circumstance. Look upon Kichichiro the first time. He's just like, are you Are you sure we should be doing this? Mm-hmm. He, he, he could betray us, right? He was right. <laughs> he was. And later on, when they're about to um, get the four um, four people to apostatize, they were asking, like, what should we do to Andrew Garfield's character? And he's like, trample, trample, like kind of thing, like giving them permission. Adam Driver's like, no, you mm-hmm. mustn't. Mm-hmm. You mustn't. Right? <laughs> it's just like, no, you're you're not supposed to. No, mm-hmm. you can't. That's not, no. <laughs> it's sad because, and in the end, they don't. Because even when um, Andrew Garfield's character said that they'd be justified to do so, right? They themselves have too much of a personal conviction. It's just like, because they did. They stepped on the stones. But then when they threw the cross right into their face, they're just like, I can't. And I felt it, too. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm in their position. I'm like, I can't. No, I can't. I can't. What What do you not understand? I can't. I'm, I don't want to die, but I can't. I'm sorry. 
I can't. And I, I feel that. And it, frankly, yeah, I, I don't know. Look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I personally, if put in the same circumstances, would be so strong that I'd be easily feeling the same convictions that I do right now. But I know that, like you said, at a logical perspective, that when not using the emotion or the the um, the pain of the experience, that I can reasonably say that no, one must hold out and and give me liberty or give me death, give me mm-hmm. um, this this the the ability to stand for what I believe or to not stand at all. And that's where I think even one finds their own identity. How else can one be? except that they stand for what they are and what they have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know this gets, this is such a bigger topic because people can bring that into so many different directions, but that's why I think in places like America that people have a general respect towards whatever denomination or religious or way of lifestyle, not out of necessarily agreeing with it. In fact, I can disagree with what you're living, but recognizing that, does not one have the right to to feel these things to be in the position that they're in right yeah it's interesting interesting Uh. movie in that sense but yeah it is a conflicting movie i can see where there's confliction because it's like what are you trying to tell us martin yeah (laughs) what are you trying to tell us i still don't know what he was trying to say maybe that is the point maybe the feelings (laughs) we feel are intended and he'd be like ah gotcha (laughs) maybe he doesn't want to make a point in, in a sense, like the reason I like this movie is actually completely outside of the things that we're talking about right now and, and oh, what made us disappointed. I like it for its uh, its depictions of something that happened historically that doesn't get light shed upon Fair. in that of the Christian perspective and that it, it allows itself to have a lot of people would look at this and say, well, this isn't ne- explicitly Christian storytelling. And I'd say, well. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. In that this, without it, you them having to get apologetic or anything about that, like that of mainstream Christian film companies, it is able to show the Christian struggle and the uh, what is it, the Christian convictions, and it oftentimes can speak for itself, right? And and, yeah. and, it, and it's effective in showing that uh, that conflict at least at that level, and that's why I like it. Um, but I've even now still feel like a big old eyebrow raise of like what is going on well i I almost i've never seen a martin scorsese film before this shockingly enough like uh, surely you have there must no 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 i cannot think of one here i'll pull up a list just yeah because there's a a few but i i know i understand and i don't believe i have so perhaps um he has a way of uh, directing that I just don't fully appreciate yet. Oh, yeah? No, all of his other movies are not necessarily like this one. Yeah, dude, I, I've never seen a Martin Scorsese film, sadly. Never sadly. seen any of these, huh? Uh, I think nope. Taxi Driver is one I really want to see, for sure. I've never seen that one in full. I've seen a bunch of different parts of it. Yeah. And I've then... seen a few of them. Yeah, well... Completely different tone. Okay, all right, so I guess I'm wrong. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, my rant is over. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling fatigued. Now I feel, well, I know how you feel for Mortal Engines. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk is... about a different, let's talk about something else, right? Okay. Something yeah, that's obvious. Um, speaking of Scorsese, what about a lack of a score? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no music in this movie. You know, I will say this. Um, had you not told me that, I wouldn't have noticed. Right? Like, I had to actually pay attention. And even still, like, 30 minutes in the movie, I totally forgot. Right. And, I mean, there is music. I Actually, no. I think that is the first time I noticed. There's, like, one scene. I don't remember exactly where there's, like, a slight... Like, it's just, like, a slight rhythm. It's not even, like... It's not even music per se, but then it must have been like, something oh, that was happening in the world, like the drum or something like that, or somebody blowing a horn for some reason. It's not possible. Well, no. anyway, no, it, it can't be. It can't be. No, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It was. <laughs> it, it it allowed me to notice that. Oh yeah, there hasn't been sound, but I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can even say it was effective because I didn't notice, or maybe it was really effective, and that's why I didn't notice. That's hard for me right. to say. Hey. It may have allowed a realistic environment. I wonder what it would have been like to see this in theaters. Because all the sounds that you're hearing, let's face it, that was that was added in, right? There, there's an ambiance, as they call it, right? Yeah. The cricket's going off, and you cool. can hear the beat of it purposefully being manipulated. I remember when he was handing off a cross to the other guy, there would be a cricket going, cricket, 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 right? That kind of thing is just like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it's making a subconscious thing going in your mind like it was a heartbeat or something. Yeah. Um, and well, and I think throughout the film. Sorry, man. I, I think that's part of it, though. Like, I think a good I forgive score... you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I think um, I think a good. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell because part of a good score is almost not to be noticed, right? Because it just it makes you feel things without stating that it's there. And then yeah. you get allowed to see the movie. And then when you hear it later, it evokes the imagery of that film. Right. Um, but then part of it, you know, is to be noticed. Uh, I but maybe what it would have been like. Go ahead. I was thinking, like, what if I, while I was watching it, I was like, what if I was to get this? It seems blasphemic. But mm. what if I was to go ahead and try to add music to some of these scenes? Would it have made it really emotional? <laughs> right? I wonder. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if he was purposefully not doing so because of the. It's probably it, yeah, it probably is because of the concept of what the film was talking about. Oh yeah, that definitely. there's a silence that if you're hearing emotional music, it makes it feel much more. Wow, there's there's something going on here. It's very spiritually moving or something like that. While if it's silent, you're in their their position for where you're just like cricket, cricket. <laughs> well then, <laughs> right, and you're waiting for something that's not there um that's not responding there's not some sort of big old thing um but there is an absolute silence when jesus starts speaking yeah it's just it goes but even then i you mentioned this earlier and i forgot to say it just felt a little jarring when that happened it's like wait okay what <laughs> you know, <laughs> did a triple take two what? directions yeah i don't know it was just kind of it was just kind of weird. Was it weird? <laughs> Did you not say. like it? Just say you hate this movie, Joe. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just, I literally have, <laughs> the movie itself, I have a very neutral feeling about. Now, some of the, the apostatizing part just irritates me. I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and just criticize. I guess that's my job, technically, in this podcast, but. Yeah, uh, criticize I it. I want you to go ham. I haven't seen you go ham yet. Go ham. I think I think I expent too much energy earlier. <laughs> the Whoa, point is, Joseph. it's 
It was a downer. It was it was not a film I would enjoy, nor recommend, nor watch again. Oh! <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I would definitely say watch it, just so you can experience it. Just but so I you be can like, know why you don't want to watch it again. <laughs> wow. I don't know. What, what is, I must uh... be crazy. I think, wow, this is the first movie where it's like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the crazy <laughs> no. one. <laughs> no. First fan four stick, you love it. Um, and I thought... <laughs> Eh, you said I collect fan four stick Michael B. Jordan action figures in my room. <laughs> I just got a thirteenth one, um, and I'm just oh like, God. okay. And I like silence, and I got my fourteenth Father Rodriguez action figure <laughs> in my room. And you you're like, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's everybody's favorite hero. <laughs> oh gosh, because he's just so inspiring, you know. The way you apostatized and nah. Man, I wish they would have made more Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield. I think he was. Yeah, pretty well, good. I think the only part that was bad with him was, uh, really, it was the second one's villains. That's that that I didn't care about. Second one's villains were just, eh. yeah. really, it was Harry and Rhino. Electro was fine, yeah. um, but it was like, yeah, Harry and Rhino. That was a disgrace, and they made everything uh-huh. Oscorp. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> we're talking about science. <laughs> Listen, I didn't like the lizard either, but. That's, I guess that's a different discussion. <laughs> look, dude, you just, you're just, you just mad because you look like Andrew Garfield, and mm, <laughs> you're no. like, oh man, I'd hey, have like you seen that? Um, have you seen that like video thing where he's like, he poses for a picture, and then someone gives him cash? He's what? Like, you have seen that? Where he's like, no. um, he dresses up as Spider-Man, but you don't know it's him, and he's like on the wall, and oh, someone's yeah? like, hey, can I get a picture? And they take a picture, and then he pulls off the mask. They give him cash, and then he pulls off the mask, and it's Andrew Garfield, and he goes like, yes. What? <laughs> I'll have to look that up. You should pull that I've up. I've seen a one with Tom Holland where people went to, like, Universal or something like that, and he was in the costume, and people took photos, and after a couple of groups, he took off his mask with them, and they were like, oh, what? Oh, wow. That'd felt bad crazy. for everybody else who already left. I know, right? <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, anyway. Uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Okay, I, you know what? Let's just pretend the movie ended with... <laughs> With Father, uh, Father uh, Grupe or something like that, and when he was when he drowned, happy ending, good night. <laughs> yeah, right there, just cut. Okay. He's like, no, 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 no. Cut to black. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. Roll credits. Well, like no. I, I, and you're like, well, Joyo, what if we, what if we took this ending, and what if we made him not apostize? Would you be happy? And no, I would just feel nothing at that point. I would right. just be like, okay, that was a movie. Like maybe there needs maybe to it's have great. some victory or something, some reward for withstanding the. Well, but that's uh, the thing. Had that happened, I would have just been like, "Okay, this is a movie. Move on." Like, right? It's almost like by doing it differently, it did evoke a response from me, which is what a movie should do. And so maybe it is successful in that sense. It subverted it... your expectations. Hey, so I have a question. That yeah. whole torture scene where they're getting like. In the ocean? How was that torture? Yeah, that wasn't torture. The ocean, they're killing them. But, um... Well, yeah. Died, no, no, right? no. But they were, like, slowly <laughs> killing them, which is... Okay, the one with the crucifixion or the one with the wrapping? The one in the middle of the movie. I guess it's you could call it crucifixion. Not the one where they're pouring hot water on them, because I get that. But like The one where they're on the seashore? Yeah, they're literally on this wooden beam. Right. And they have, like, support for their feet. And they're just getting, like, hit right. by the ocean water. I'm like, that's like a normal day at a Florida beach for me. Minus the 
Minus the stick. <laughs> There's a couple things that's going on there, right? Um, and it, it came with my knowledge of crucifixion. Okay. They may have uh, dumbed it down because they don't want to hurt their actors or something like that. But Fair. you don't need nails. You don't need to have your... Um, it doesn't matter if your feet is resting on something. But the way a crucifixion is supposed to kill someone in the traditional sense is that one's shoulders and arms and diaphragm is lifted to the point for where they're having a harder time to breathe. And the I easiest see. way to breathe is to use your muscles to help lift yourself up a little bit and to breathe in with your lungs. You got to try it yourself. If you lift your arms up and put yourself in a position where you're hanging a little bit, the only way you can breathe in is to push out your rib cage a little muscularly. I see. Do you feel okay. that? Right now, it doesn't matter for like a couple of minutes. Right. <laughs> it's supposed to take days that and it would be days for where you get so weak that both nutritionally wise because you don't have the energy but just because your muscles are tired that you'll end up not having the energy to hold yourself up and slowly and more slowly you're not breathing you're not breathing and with them since there were waves hitting them all the all the while it makes it even more difficult to do it so that with all of it yeah it's just it ended up being you get so exhausted that you can't hold yourself up anymore and you just stop breathing and in rare cases, your heart will explode because when you aren't, I forget the term, but when you're not breathing in that way and you're having to push as hard as you are like that, your heart gets filled with water from your lungs um, mm -hmm. and, and this weird distribution for where there's more H2O going into the oxygen that's going, that's spreading through your body that ends up getting to your heart and it can explode from a water built up. I, I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at it. I'm just saying it's a big, it's like, oh. So yeah. it, it's a weird thing that's going on there. But yeah, I believe that's what's happening and why they said that one guy took him four days to die. Um, but the others, yeah. they could have gotten exhausted, especially since one of them was an old man to the point for where they just fall. And maybe they hit okay. their head on the wood hard enough for where it's like really bad. And yeah. Okay. Understood. Yeah. I don't know how Adam Driver died so easily. I mean, come on. <laughs> She, it was like five seconds under oh, that yeah. water. Why didn't oh, you push her away? Okay, I'm being mean. I'm being mean. <laughs> no, it's true, but whatever. We can nip just take all we want. Swam to the left, not just up. Left. Because <laughs> the other guy's pushing her down with the ball. Or just grab the oar and pull the dude in. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, this is, this is what... But now, see, we're actually thinking, because my mind would say that, look... <laughs> I'm obeying, but there is a point in which I can defend myself. What's yeah. happening? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, <laughs> all right. I, I don't know. Like, what else? What else should we talk about? Well, what? let's talk about this movie's impact on the future of 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 Christian filmmaking. Do you think that okay. there will be any? Because it's weird. Because I don't even think Martin Scorsese would say this is supposed to be the most explicit Christian film or something. What would you think the impact would have uh, from here on out when it comes to this style of filmmaking? Do you think it's something mm -hmm. that would be avoided, something that could be embraced, or just what the what 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 what's silence? What's that? I think I think the <laughs> well, first of all, this film hasn't hasn't really received. I, I didn't even know about it until you told me. <laughs> so I don't know that it's gotten that much clout. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Christian communities know about it. Sure. Uh, but then at the same time, it's. I don't know. I don't even. I can't even make a prediction on this. Mm. Yo, 
I just looked at the Inquisitor's photo. Yeah. He's got some nice hair in real life. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Well, now I gotta look at. I just randomly saw oh, this yeah, picture. Oh yeah, yeah, he has nice hair. It's actually pretty fly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. These are these are actual actors in Japan. <laughs> I know, I know, I get that, but he just he did Aww. not look as fly in the movie. But all right. yeah, because they all have to shave their heads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know that it will have an impact. Um, I think a lot of people might look at it and be like, oh well, this is this is. You know, this is teaching a different doctrine. We shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't follow that, or or it's they'll be like, up. "Oh, this is too, too." I I think the biggest takeaway the Christian community should make from this film is stop making movies that push an agenda. And and you may say, "Well, yeah, I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna leave it at that." Stop making movies that push an agenda, and start making films that are just good. Because I can look at this film and say it's good without liking it. I'm not, sure. you know, it's not like something with Mortal Engines where it's just like, okay, that was bad <laughs> film. That was just bad. I mean, this bad is filmmaking, good filmmaking. script writing. Yeah, I mean, it's Scorsese. Of course it is. Uh, and he, he eloquently uh, weaves this moral without even forcing it, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe he pulled a, uh, what do you call it, a... Uh... The guy who did Tenet, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, did you forget Nolan. that? Wow. Because I'm 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 falling asleep over here. That's why. Um, wow. Maybe pulled a Nolan for where he um, lets you think a little bit. But I don't know why he would do it when the uh, message of this movie tends to be surrounded by a theological matter. It's like, well, yeah. are we really supposed to be <laughs> interpreting so much? Well, but that's the thing with filmmakers. Any good filmmaker knows you don't you don't shove answers down someone's throat. You let them think, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, and not even just any any community that's trying to make a film that teaches something that you believe in, you mm-hmm. don't shove it down the throat. You you should be able to make a movie about your beliefs that when people leave the theater, some people agree with you. Some people disagree with you. Some people were just like straight up confused. Some people didn't feel anything. I mean, it shouldn't, your goal shouldn't be, I want everyone to immediately believe what I believe. It should be, I want to challenge what these people believe coming in and yeah. make them think more about their own world view. And I think in Christian filmmaking, I think in a lot of different films, um, this, this is a lot of the case in children's storybooks where they're like, we need to shove down their throats that they shouldn't get in a stranger's car. It's like, all right, but mm-hmm. I mean, what am I going to read? The Polar Express, which is an awesome children's book, or this book about red light, green light, don't cross the street, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to read the one that's a little more ambiguous and a little more exciting. And yeah. uh, I think if, you know, Scorsese had just chosen some, if he had just chosen this idea of, Christianity overcomes everything and shoved it down our throat, it just wouldn't be a good film. And instead, it's a lot more interesting of a film because of the questions we're left with. I mean, we can talk for an hour plus about what he was trying to do and how it made us feel. And I think I think if you're trying to display a message, you need to go that route as opposed to just forcing it into your audience's heads. Yeah. 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 And I think it'll stick around longer, too, if you do that. I know it did for me. We'll see how you feel yeah. as time passes. 
it's still it's still new to Joseph. You know, I I mm-hmm. really really do like it, but I do see problems too with both what you know if it's contradicting its own morals, which it seemed like from the start the whole point was this idea of like do not give up that which you believe in, do not give it up, especially if the reason is because of violence being threatened to you. It's like no, that's not a valid reason to give up. Um, or even your life that's not a valid reason to give up and only for at the end the same thing that he was tempted with at the start was being tempted again as if Mm. it meant anything different philosophically like it did from the start as if quantity of the suffering somehow changes whether or not one should reasonably give up it's like i don't think that was i thought that was the point was is that there is no quantity of suffering that would allow you to give up yeah, well, weird. you know, we're missing something here because both of us believe in this this doctrine of of having a one true worldview and sticking to it. But there are a lot of people out there uh, who believe in like a relative truth or, uh, you know, they believe in that all religious doctrines are true. And I think maybe they would look at this film and say, um, yes, by all means, deny what you believe because a you're still going to believe it you know you're just lying and b it's more important that these people don't suffer because you know because that key moment where he says why didn't they just apostatize or he's shouting at them in the pit apostatize and he's like well they already did it but we're not letting them off the hook until you apostatize Right? right and i guarantee you there are a lot of people that would say what he did was totally fine and that was the heroic moment in the movie right so, yes, we may be confused, and we may even argue. I would definitely argue that point. But um, Yeah, I th- it may be that that is what Martin Scorsese is trying to say, is that sure. maybe that, that's more important in his view. You know, who am I to say that Martin Scorsese just has this whole thing figured out and, and that <laughs> he doesn't have a different opinion than I do <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the issue? Just because it's a the- you know it's a historical movie... Yeah. doesn't mean that he may not be putting on there a moral that he personally feels conviction for, which may be that it, there are permissible grounds to give up <laughs> yeah. or to lie or whatever. I don't know. But we'll let we'll let you decide. <laughs> and if Martin Scorsese... No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> if <laughs> you're, you're listening... <laughs> yeah. Well, contact me directly. My phone number is... <laughs> at... <laughs> One. We'll just put it in All the right, make sure to blur make sure to bleep that out later, uh, Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what the point would be. How would he know? Uh, All right. What what score do you give this movie, Joseph? Uh, <laughs> what score Scorsese do you wow. give it? How many Scorsese's? You know. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is really oh, hard. No. I have so many conflicting emotions. It's just like because yeah. I, it's good in I, some let me, aspects, let me preface not by good saying, in others. Yeah, well, and again, this is my opinion, right? It, and that's crazy. I think that's the beautiful thing about film, right? Yeah. I can watch a movie that everyone else hated and love it, like Fanforstic. Or I can watch The Princess Bride, which is an awful movie, <laughs> and disagree with almost everyone. And the whole planet pretend like they like it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I think that's something that the more we do yeah, when our reviews, subscribers, <laughs> yeah, well, especially if you guys leave comments and tell us what you think, we're it's cool to see that people disagree on movies, and because yes, the world is made up of very vast 
amount of worldviews, and and that's really cool. I think. Um, so just a just a brief pause there. I just I think it's cool to to get to a point in life where you can not just vehemently argue with someone, but actually be like, they have an informed opinion. I wonder, you know, what their logic is behind it. Maybe part of it I agree with, and I can add to my own logic. You know, it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. You give it a hundred. I. Do. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe this is one of those films for where you can't. I don't know. It's, it, I, well, here here's the thing. Part of me, if if like I said, if this had a happy ending, I'd just say fifty. I had no feelings. Neutral. Okay. Okay. But it left me with a bad feeling. But I don't think that necessarily lowers the score for me, because yeah. it actually made me think a lot. I'll give it a sixty-four. Okay, I give it an eighty-five. Thank you for joining the <laughs> rotten. Wait. Whoa! Oh, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa! I almost. We I almost got that. us. Whoa! <laughs> uh, I, I'm. What I meant to say was rocking around the Christmas tree and the Christmas. On the... Yeah, this episode's coming Ooh. out in d- June. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Man, we're going to have the biggest <laughs> lawsuit on our hands. Spoiled. Spoiled Onions review show podcast. Uh, tune in next week and uh, make sure to uh, click a like on wherever there might be a like button. Uh, <laughs> leave a comment if you have any sort of uh, strand of ideas that you'd like to discuss with others and follow us on all uh, platforms that is possible. <laughs> that was well done. Well handled. Thank right, you. I, I don't know if I missed anything. <laughs> Alright, see you guys can. around next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Bye. So you can hit me. That's okay baby. Only words leave. Inside these pages, you just hold me. And if you kill me, well, that's okay, baby. Only words leave. Inside these pages, you just hold me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's definitely going to be some singing in this video. (laughs) What? Random silence. The silence. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. Go with the intro. Right. Sorry, I'm good. Here, I'm, can I, I'm should back. I restart this recording? No, 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 no. Just keep it raw. I can match it. Are you sure you want to get three minutes worth of unused things? Yeah, well, <laughs> unused, you say. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to splice together words. It's going to be stuff like, I am total loser. Just <laughs> is the best. <laughs> it's going to be completely different words that you're stringing together to manipulate my words. Yeah. Joseph is cool and has all the ladies. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Why does it sound so robotic? Because you're putting in completely different words from different sentences. But now I don't have together. to do that. You've just given them to me. No, no. <laughs> now you don't even need to splice them. It's just going to sound like a robot. For <laughs> all right, go for it. Let's go. I am evil. I- <laughs> that's okay, that's, okay. The, that's the Time. end of the podcast right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, okay. You're already recording now. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording. <laughs>